Hey guys, welcome to show number four of the Terry James Show. A little weekly collection of inspiration, some motivation, some desperation, some humiliation, all kinds of stuff in here, man. It's almost like a, I don't know, almost like in my weekly diary, a guy that likes to look for things that are positive. Not afraid to step in some uh, controversy either if I have to. I made a decision to finally speak my mind on a lot of different things. I'm prepared to stand up to whatever bullshit comes my way on that. And you're going to get some of that on this show from time to time. And especially today. There might be something there. On today's show, by the way, I wrote some things down. Uh, Let's see here. On today's show... We, uh, we're going to talk about loners, by the way, and not loner cars or anything like that. All right, just what it's like to be a loner. And believe it or not, I am considered by many people in my life to be a loner. Also going to discuss the 11s uh, and uh, how to make your, I got a tip on how to make your social media enjoyable. Just one question you need to ask yourself to make your soul, it could change your whole social media presence and the way you consume it. But first, but first, let's get busy. All right, I'm coming in hot right now. I just have to, I just gotta warn you ahead of time. I just saw something that kind of chaps my ass a little bit. There's this account on Instagram. It's called Alpha man something or other you know where uh, a lot of guys sit around and try to make up for their small penis (laughs) that's what we do as guys you know that's what we do i guess i don't know well let me just let the i'm gonna play this and i'm going to let it speak for itself requirements what are the requirements for a wife well she's got to love the lord has to be traditionally feminine are you shaking your head at that <laughs> if, if a woman loves the Lord and she subscribes to biblical values, she will understand that it is the man's job to lead the family, provide for the family, and to lead the family under the headship of Christ. And it's the woman's job to submit to that man's headship in the family. So a woman that's cool with the idea of submission. Now, a lot of women have issues with the idea of submission, understandably so. What I would be bringing to the table in a scenario like marriage is is actually being worthy of submitting to as a man, right? Uh, earning her submission through good leadership. God is speaking from heaven. Oh my God! First of all, this is probably the wrong day for me to hear this. Full disclosure: today is my thirtieth wedding anniversary. Okay, married 30 years today, and I guarantee you, I didn't get there by doing it my way or the highway under God's name, you little, little man. Where do I start with this guy? First of all, congratulations. I mean, what a well-rehearsed act he had. Seriously. I mean, he knew when the woman was going to object. He knew what to say. And above all, in brainwashing 101, which is exactly what this son of a bitch is trying to do, you make it their idea. I am going to prove to you 
so you could make your own decision to submit to me. Weak. What a weak thing. And how dare you bring God's name into it? Really, into your little manipulation game. Hold on, I'm hearing something right now. I'm hearing something from God. It says, hey, dude, it's not cool to use my name to try to control somebody. It's been a bad day for God. That was his bad voice. Okay. Really, really bad. Really, really, really stupid. And like I said, maybe this is the wrong day. It's my 30th wedding anniversary. And I do all the guy stuff. You know? Let me tell you what a man is, little man. By the way, he's like 25 years old. Talking to a tattooed chick who was having no part of it. She's like, shut the fuck up. You think you're going to tell me what to do with everything? My body, my everything else, so I could submit to you, so I could live the rest of my life? Oh, I guarantee you, let's keep an eye on this guy. I would love to know who this guy is. I would love to keep an eye on this guy's life. I would be willing to bet my penthouse in Seattle, Washington. (laughs) No, I don't know. I'd be willing to bet that this guy will have some, he he will be in the news for something horrible at some point. I feel bad a little bit for him. You should, I guess, send him love and, hey, listen, to each his own. You know, to each his own. And it's not the God thing I'm upset about, okay? What bothers me is you're trying to use God's name into, like I said, manipulating somebody else when we all know, believe it or not, true story here, mass shooters, people that have killed people, all that kind of stuff. Some of them have done it in God's name, okay? Just... I'm not saying you're one of those guys, but you are definitely trying to take somebody down. Let me tell you what a real man is. I do all the guy stuff at the house. Been married, like I said, 30 years. I do all the guy stuff. I get the shit down from the top shelf. I open up a jar. (laughs) My wife does something. I've got her ass, you know, uh, I've got her covered. You know, comes to push or shove, I'll fight to the death for her. I work hard for her, but you know what? She does the same thing for me. I believe I inspire her, but she inspires me like no other. She doesn't inspire by submitting to a guy in the name of God. (sighs) We've covered for each other's bad decisions. We've had no money. We battled together and we, we made something from ourselves. We are there for each other 24-7. Sickness, health, all that. It's what a relationship in my eyes should be. In your eyes, it's obviously something else. But a real man doesn't try to get somebody to do what they say under the guise of, I'm going to prove to you God, that manipulation, well-rehearsed act was so transparent to me. A real man inspires those around them. Whether it's their wife, whether it's their coworkers or their friends, they support everybody. They are there for one another. 
they admit when they fuck up. They know that they don't have all the answers. Just trying our best out here. Trying our best to, to fill the role of a really good husband. We don't ask for submission. We ask for, you know, love in return and what we give to them. That's all you could ask for. I don't want anybody to submit to me. God damn. You're in this together. I'm sorry I did the goddamn. Anyway, we're in this together. For any of you people that found that clip inspiring, found it informative, and I know a lot of people will. A lot of people that love God, that's all they heard. They heard, God, submit, I am a man. That's all they heard. They didn't hear anything in between. That's going to be a lonely little, little boy. Like I said, I guarantee you at some point, in the next few years, especially if he's got a, if he found a girl to submit, it's not going to turn out so well for you, little bra. I thought I had it all figured out. Yes, Bradyac Terry over here thought he had the whole world solved, at least social media speaking. I've always said, and if you listen to the Lex and Terry show or any of my other podcasts or whatever, I, I've always said social media is only as good as the people you follow. That's what your experience is. If you choose to follow positive people, great. You're going to get positive stuff all day long. If you choose to follow your favorite sports teams or cooking stuff or any of the other things you're interested, family members, that, that would help your social media experience. I'm wrong. I'm 100% wrong. Your whole experience and your whole life can change simply by liking something. For example, let's just say you're cruising around and you're, you, know, you see a, a post about a politician and the post says something along the lines of so-and-so's a dick. And you go, oh, you know what? I, I think I agree with that. You simply put a little like on that and you get fed all kinds of stuff and before you know it, your mind has been taken over. This is not a conspiracy theory. It's set up this way, okay? Whew, it's tough. It's really tough. For the longest time, you know, I was on, still am, I'm, I'm on all the social media things. I'm supposed to be there. It's part of my job. Yeah, I use that as somewhat of an excuse, but I, it kills a lot of time for me. I get a lot of information from it. I get a lot of laughs. So for the most part, it's pretty positive. But they're, each format, each one is differently. Facebook's different than Instagram and Instagram's different than Twitter and all the other things that are out there. And I found myself on Twitter. I've been there a long time. I've signed up many, 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 many years ago. And I've gone through different bouts with Twitter. And I have to tell you, this is one thing that I'm learning and this could actually help you. It's literally changed my experience with Twitter right now, because as far as I'm concerned, Twitter's where I see, and you guys may see it differently, but I see most of the, the hate there. I see most of the people being riled up. I see all kinds of crazy shit. I was watching these fight videos on Twitter. I went down a rabbit hole. I liked a couple of those accounts. Next thing you know, I'm getting riled up and I'm spending 40, 45 minutes a day watching street fights. 
Why am I watching these? It makes me feel bad. I don't like watching these. I don't sit there and go, ooh, I don't pull out some popcorn and go, yeah, that guy gave me right hook. No, I ended up telling myself that I needed to watch these things because I live in a city and you never know when somebody's going to come up on me and my wife and I got to be prepared and I have to know the proper way to throw somebody on their head if I have to or whatever. And it literally started to amp me out during the day. It was a rough situation for me just by watching something that I liked or whatever on Twitter. So I've come up with a, a way to, and I hope you guys could use this and it's helping me. Just ask yourself one simple question when you spend time on social media. And I guarantee you as much time as you're spending on social media, it's way more than you think you are. It's way more than you think you are. Just ask yourself one simple question. Do you feel better after you've been on there for 45 minutes, hour, hour and a half? Does that make you feel better? Are you happier? Are you more informed? That type of stuff. And in Twitter, in my case, Twitter just bums me out. I'm on there still. I post on there. But if you're trying to reach me on Twitter and you're sending me messages and private messages and stuff, chances are I'm not going to see it. It's just horrible for me. And a lot of other things are are beginning that way. I just ask yourself the one simple question, guys. Is it enhancing my life? Do I feel better after spending an hour on this thing? Do I click off that and go, well, that was great. That was a lot of fun. I'm more informed. I feel more calm. I feel more focused. Chances are you don't. I just had a donut. (sighs) Can you smell it on my breath? If you're watching on YouTube, can you see it in my teeth? No? Wearing my glasses right now. I don't even know why I'm wearing them. Uh, Guys, listen. Just was out walking around. And yes, I took myself to a donut. Sherry's at work. It's a beautiful day here in Seattle. It's, I'm recording this on Monday afternoon. It is 1243. It is 84 degrees. That is a very warm temperature for the city of Seattle, Washington. I'm telling you, I just had a wonderful time. Took myself to Top Pot Donuts. Got myself a chocolate bar. I'm telling you, if you're ever in town, go to Top Pot Donuts you owe it to yourself to get a chocolate bar. They do not fuck around when it comes to the chocolate on top of the bar. A lot of these places put like something that looks like chocolate, has no taste whatsoever. This is legit chocolate, and oh my God, is it good. This segment brought to you by Top Pot Donuts, the only place to go in Seattle for your donuts needs. No, I'm joking. That was not a commercial. Sounded like I was doing one, didn't it? But I did want to talk to you about being alone. I get accused of being a loner a lot. I was talking to my brother about this and this is what made me want to talk about it right here is that he has no problem being alone either. He's madly in love with his wife. They've been married for years, love being together. I obviously, you know, uh, been married for Sherry now 30 years this week, 30 years this week. What day is my, uh, my anniversary? Hold on here. What is today? My, this is Monday. My, uh, my anniversary will be tomorrow, 30 years. And Sherry and I do alone together, great. We could sit in a house, we could sit on a couch. Uh, One could be at one end, 
doing their thing. I'll be sitting at the other end of the couch masturbating, doing my thing. Won't even notice. She won't even notice. It's great. <laughs> no, I, I, it's great. We, we could sit there and not talk to one another for hours, but we're together, but we're also alone with our thoughts, doing our own thing. And I think it's very, very important. I know it is for me. Being alone for me was a savior. My brothers and my sister, older than I, they were kind of out of the house when I was younger. And this isn't a woe is me thing. This is just a fact. I was just a kid with a wild imagination. And I didn't have a lot of friends. I was afraid of people, afraid of a lot of different things. But I wasn't afraid to dream. And all of this stuff right now that you see, the Lex and Terry radio show, even this podcast, these are all things that I have imagined. Having a beautiful home, having these, I imagined every single thing. I lived it in my head before it ever manifested. Now, granted, what I have manifested is only a mere fraction of the crazy shit that I've imagined. I've also gone to the moon. I've also been the president of the United States. I've also cured cancer. I was also the singer in the biggest rock band in the world. Every woman in the world loved me. Every, you know, so, so listen, I'm not saying if you imagine something that's going to happen, but you got to keep imagining and you have to keep going for it. One of these things that you imagine is going to hit home. Like this podcast right now, I'm imagining that it's going to really help some people. I'm imagining that it's going to be very popular. I'm imagining that I'm gonna be doing this more than once a week. I'm imagining that it's going to evolve into something different, maybe with some guests, with a, with a beautiful studio, with a this, with a that. I'm imagining all this stuff. I don't know what spin or what look it's going to take at some point, but I'm still imagining. It's not like I sat down and did this and this is it. I don't know what's going to happen. And most of my life, I'd be willing to say all of my life has been a complete fantasy. I'm not qualified to do any of the stuff that I've done. You know, I, I'm not. I'm just a guy with an imagination who wanted to live a certain kind of life and just kept after it, and it happened. There's really no recipe for this, with the exception of just kind of staying after it and keeping your mind active and positive. Like I said, only a quarter of the stuff, not even a quarter, just a, mi a minimal amount of the stuff that I've imagined has come true. But all of the stuff that I've imagined that has come true, like, a, a beautiful wife, um, a job that I love, uh, good friends, sometimes being able to travel to a really neat place that I've always imagined to go to. It, it never gets by me. I'm always very grateful. I always take a moment to take a deep breath and say, man, I've imagined this. And too many times you could start taking things for granted and once you start taking things for granted, the magic of the world, the magic of the universe, the magic that you're creating out there absolutely stops. You have to recognize the moments. You have to recognize, wow, I believe I created this and this is a good thing and I'm pretty powerful and I could do this. You know, 
I love being alone. And that's the part of being alone that I absolutely love. Sherry sometimes has accused me of not being very social from from time to time. Like if some of our friends call and say, hey, uh, you know, Friday night, let's just say friends go, let's go out Friday night. Then the friends say Friday night, what are you doing tomorrow night? All of a sudden my alone time is gone. And I love being with my friends, don't get me wrong, but I also like and need that downtime. And I've been trying to explain it to Sherry and I think I may have just hit it here. I, I think I may have just tried to explain this. I may force her to listen to this portion of the podcast, which by the way, this is the fourth show in. Sherry has not even listened or asked about the podcast. Just to let you know, if you go back to the very first episode of this show, the one that explains the show, you'll know why. You'll know why. I'm still in, I have to prove Sherry wrong mode. Not wrong. Uh, I just have to prove myself right. I spent a bunch of money and everything else trying to make the cult of you podcast something. And it, uh, I had to bail on it. I had uh, hired a bunch of experts. If you didn't know, and it just didn't work out right. I just didn't feel right. So right now I'm in the, uh, I got to prove it to you mode type of thing. And it hasn't got by me that she hasn't asked about the show at all. She hasn't asked how it's going or anything else. Um, but then again, I don't, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I, I definitely have something to prove here to get her, to get her belief in me back. And it's not like she doesn't believe in me. I've made, um, like I said, almost everything come true. I don't believe I've ever really let her down. But right now, when it comes to spending our shared finances and our financial goals down the, you know, the line of maybe being retired at some point and taking a chunk of that, trying to invest it into a podcast, which she thinks is kind of dumb. She thinks podcasting is a little weird, even though we do a podcast together. She knows it's not a big financial windfall for some people it has. But I have a very specific audience on this. This is not going to be, I think, a huge audience thing. I would love it to. My whole goal is this just that you feel better after you're listening to the show. Life's a little more hopeful. There's a little light on top of things for you after the show. And it's, uh, it's just a thing. So I'm trying to, I, I kind of went down a path here that I didn't plan on going about the, trying to, you know, keep Sherry and, yeah, anyway, that's, that's just between us guys here. Okay. I know it sounds like I'm complaining, but as far as being alone goes, that's what I was hitting on here. Do not be worried about being alone. It's what you do with that time. A lot of people I know need to be in a relationship. They need to be around others. They need to do this. They need to do that. For me, it's the exact opposite. I need to be alone. And even when, you know, this job is requires being, it's very upfront job that I have. You know, we have personal appearances. I do stand-up comedy. I've done things on TV, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you would think that I'm this big extrovert guy. I'm the absolute opposite, the absolute opposite. And I've told Sherry, I said, listen, I get my attention there. I mean, to me, th this is, this will put it into perspective of who I am. And maybe even Sherry will listen to this after, after I force her to listen to it. There's been many times that I've had a very successful evening let's just say it at a personal appearance, thousands of people showing up, a good stand-up performance, people enjoyed it. 
this and that and the other thing where I could have easily carried that high into the rest of the night. Just like, oh my God, this is great. People like me. People came to see me. I could have, I could have lived on that high, but I don't like living on that high. I'm very uncomfortable on that high. I love doing the stuff. I don't like necessarily all the other stuff that comes with it. So many times on purpose, I will, let's just say we had an, an event at a, let's say, say we did a sold out comedy show, you know, or a nice event somewhere where we had just hundreds of people there getting our accolades, meeting people, having a good time. My favorite thing to do right after one of those, when other people go into their after parties or whatever it is, I love just walking across the street to the nearest 7-Eleven and standing in line, getting a big gulp and just, uh, just being a person. <laughs> I, I, I just need that. I, I, I don't want to be on that high all the time. So I think that, I think it's a healthy balance personally. So anyway, guys, if do not be concerned, I feel like I'm lecturing right now. I think the message right here is very simple. If you're somebody who requires a bunch of attention, that might be a problem. If you're somebody who is comfortable being alone and is in those thoughts and knows that they are, these are all magical moments, then I think you're on the right path. I am not a superstitious guy to any stretch. Um, knock on wood. I, <laughs> I'm not, but are you one of those people that always sees the number 11 all the time, especially when the time is 11-11. You notice you're looking at your phone and it says, oh, it's 11-11 and all that. Now, it's always been something special to me. I, I, I don't want to say it's special because I'm not superstitious, like I said, but I notice it. I've always noticed it. In basketball, they gave me the number 11 most of the time. I was born in the 11th month, and there's supposed to be some sort of powerful thing about the number 11, and especially when you see 11, 11, four ones, or whatever they call it, the ones. I like to call it the 11s. It's something that Yuri Geller, I think the name was, is somebody who's kind of like, kind of, behind the whole movement and a lot of marriages on November 11th. It's supposed to be, like I said, a very lucky day. The increase in people getting married on November the 11th is a big deal. Uh, the ones as they call it is a, a sign from angels, you know, <laughs> but I see it all the time, all the time. So much. So, and like I said, I am not a superstitious guy, but I actually made a t-shirt with two numbers, two number 11s on it. And I put it on, I, I wear it. And every time I put it on, I go, all right, today's going to be one of those days. I was walking into, what is that perfumey place that all the chicks go to? There's one right down the street from our house. I don't know. It uh, Sherry likes going in there. It's a big thing full of perfume. I get a headache when I walk in all the time. Anyway, I walk in there and there's a security guard there, this big black dude. Looks like Mr. T kind of guy. He's got the, they, you know, you don't fuck with this guy. And I was wearing my number, my 1111 shirt. And the guy walks up to me and he goes, loving the ones, man. Loving the 11s. It's a big thing, big thing. 
You know, it's supposed to signify new beginnings. Uh, some people say that it's uh, you got an angel on your shoulder. A spiritual awakening is what it is. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make an 1111 shirt. If you guys want to buy one of those and see what kind of comments that you get from people, you get some pretty incredible comments. It's, it's a whole different vibe, a whole different group of people that believe in this thing. And it's, it's not like QAnon or anything like that. It's just, 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 you know, just start to take notice. I, I really haven't learned all that much about it. I, I did do a little bit of research and what I told you is, basically all I know about it, but I just think it's odd that every, I see it all the time and it's not just a coincidence. It happens a lot. And every time I see it, I will take the time to go, huh, maybe I might be onto something here. So if you want to get one of those shirts, I'm, I'll have it up. I'll have it up by the time this show post. There'll be a, if you go to terryjames.com, you click on the store on the top, there'll be a, an 11 shirt. And just see what happens. Just see what you see what happens with that. And get back to me and let me know what goes on with you. And I love it. You know, we can have a special group of people here called the Elevens, man. I love it. Hey, Elevens, this segment's for you. Well, there you go, guys. That was a lot of fun. That really was a lot of fun. I'm really starting to feel this. It, it felt really good. Please review the show. Share the show. Help me, please. Help me. It's tough out here in the podcast streets. You guys are fantastic. I can't wait to check in with you again on Thursday. And I'm also trying to plan something else for you guys. By the way, you can also watch the podcast. If you're in one of those people that wants to sit there and watch somebody talk, it's available on YouTube and their podcast. Uh, just trying to make this thing go everywhere. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it feels good. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of the week. If you're listening to this on the day of post on Thursday, going to the weekend, spend some time with your loved ones, be in the moment. Think about how much you dig them. Feel the love they're throwing back at you. If you're alone, I'm thinking of you. So many people are alone, but remember, like I talked about earlier, there's no shame in being alone either, guys. Just have a great day. Just have a great day. That's all I got to say. All right, bye-bye.